0: Hello and welcome to this special edition of Salt and Light Radio. I'm Pedro Guevara Mann. Today we bring you some of our best interviews, artists, and songs from the last season. We'll be hearing from Cale Clark on his new Mass Translation app, and also we will be celebrating the Catholic Digest's 75th anniversary with the magazine's managing editor, Julie Raddy. We also will listen to music from Critical Mass and Tim Margiotta. Remember to write to us about anything you hear on this program, radio at and visit us at saltandlighttv.org radio. We begin now with Kale Clark. Now, are you confused at all about the upcoming changes to the mass? Well, there's an app for that. And to tell us all about it and how to get it, we are now joined by Kale Clark, the creator of the New Mass app. Kale, welcome to Salt and Light Radio.
1: Pedro is always good to talk to you. How are you doing? I'm good.
0: So this app—it's not—I keep wanting to say it's a new app, but it's—it's not new because it's been around. It's more than a year now, isn't
1: it? That's—that's true. The iPhone part of the app has been around for uh, yeah, just a little over a year. And just last week, we came out with the Android version, the long-awaited Android version of the new Mass app. So That's now available on the Android market as well, so that's pretty exciting.
0: That's very good. I hope you're working on a BlackBerry app.
1: You know what? That that is in the cards. We oh, are good. working hard. We're trying to make it happen.
0: Okay, excellent. That's good because I'm a BlackBerry person, but I do well, we don't have...
1: want to. We don't want to. You know, we don't want to let Rim go. You know, I mean, no, they're, they're a Canadian don't. company after we, all. No, we oh. don't
0: want to get let Rim go. <laughs> Listen, um, the the new translation was for the for for Canada was not approved until this year. So how did you develop this app a, 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 over a year ago?
1: Well, basically, one, you know, one of the things I was doing was I was working with the, the text that I knew was approved, of course, uh, on the United States side of the border, yep. and so we had, you know, we had a very good idea of what the texts were at that time, and we did have to make a, a little correction as they, as they um, as the months went on. They, there were some tweaks that were made, and we, we reflected that in an update to the app, and yeah, so basically, um, it's great to know that the Canadian bishops got everything uh, organized, and we are all going to start at the same time this coming weekend.
0: Yeah, excellent, yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay, so, so you did have an original, uh, I guess, translation that you were using, which was based on the, the American translation, and then as the Canadian one got approved, there were slight, slight differences. But it's, essentially, it's the, same, it's the same text.
1: Absolutely. And I was working directly with, of course, ISIL, the, uh, who hold the copyright of, of the mass right. text. And yeah, uh, yeah, they, were, they were very supportive of this project yeah. from day one. And yeah. really, Good. one of the reasons why I wanted to create it was because, you know, there have been many, many books that have come out, of course, about the new translation. There's a lot of resources that way. But I really wanted to hit, you know, your average Joe Catholic, you know, who goes to Mass every Sunday, hopefully. (laughs) As they should. And this is gonna be a huge shock to his system when he shows up next weekend, you know, and it's it's amazing how many Catholics still don't know about these major changes to the Mass Translation in English. They're gonna hit us this weekend. And you know, these guys would not necessarily darken the door of a Catholic bookstore, but if they hear those magic words, you know, there's an app for that. You know, they might want to check this out. And um that's really Uh, the person I had in mind when I created it. Okay,
0: so you just wanted to make this as accessible as possible to regular people?
1: Absolutely. Now, of course, you know, anybody can use it. Um, One of the great things about it is that we have the the old text that everybody's so used to. We have the new translation of the Mass then for each of the uh, major sections for the people's parts that, that everyone has to know for every Mass that they attend. We also have some of the reasons for the changes. And one of the things I wanted to highlight was one of the things that Pope Benedict is so strong about with this, with, with this new translation is the biblical background of the text. You know, it's almost like going to a movie in 3D, you know, putting on the glasses. Things will just pop out at you, and you'll see uh, people, places, events from, from Salvation History just come alive in this new translation.
0: Well, that's true. That's what they say, that this is more, it's more formal, but it's more scriptural. Um, so things like you know, and I actually want to go through some examples, but before we sure. do, can you can you just so people that I mean I have it here in front of me, but so mm-hmm. how does the app work? Do, so you said you have the old text, you have the mm-hmm. new text, and then reasons. Exactly. Um, so, but is it organized by by mass part or how does it? Like yeah, it,
1: absolutely, yeah. It's it's organized by the, by the parts of the Mass, and you know, we couldn't put everything in there. Um, I could have, but, you know, there are a lot of Catholic apps out there, especially for the Mass. They're, in my view, quite bloated. Like, I mean, um, I didn't put all the priest parts, for example. Uh, in the app at this time. Now, we can always add those with a later update. Mm-hmm. But again, my, my target was, was the laity, really. The chamber, and, um, and the change. So, yeah, we basically just yeah. go through all the, uh, all the parts okay, of the so, uh, mass that we need to know every time. So, so I, I have,
0: have it here God. in front of me. So the first yeah. one is sign of the cross. Then you have greeting. Those are the parts. Mm-hmm. So, for example, in the greeting, if you click on greeting, the first thing that comes up here is the old text. And you got the, it. The Lord be with you, and everybody says, and also with you. And if you click on mm-hmm. new text so then the priest says the lord be with you and the people respond and with your spirit
1: yeah and that's that's a big change for people everyone who is you know old enough to remember this will of course remember the uh, the official latin text of the mass when when everybody used latin in the universal church and that is the official latin text et cum spiritu tool, which literally is translated and with your spirit and yeah. so really with this new translation there are two things happening most of the time it's going to stick closer to the official latin text of the mass mm-hmm. secondly uh... the biblical background of the text is going to come alive as i said earlier and, and this is one of those cases too because
0: yes it is when
1: we when we say this to the priest uh... this reminds us of the words of saint paul in second timothy chapter four when he says the lord be with your spirit and yeah. of course uh, timothy was that uh, young bishop you know i guess you could say paul was batman and he was robin you know uh-huh, he was kind uh-huh. of his protege and it is the spirit of a man who is transformed by the sacrament of holy orders, so that Christ can act in and through him in the Mass. Um, when he says, this is my body, you know, it's not becoming the body of Father Joe. <laughs> we could say, mm-hmm. Thank goodness for that. You know? yeah. It's becoming Jesus Christ. And so it's appropriate that we say that to the priest, that the Lord, uh, we pray that the Lord be with his spirit.
0: Yeah, okay, good. That's good. Let's do another one. Hold on a second. So if we, I guess, if we continue with Mass... Uh, let's look at the Gloria, because that one has some mm-hmm. changes. That's probably the bigger uh, change, but I think people won't notice it as much because we've been learning new music, and people yeah. are just going to learn the new song. So so here you have the old text of the Gloria, mm-hmm. and then the new text, um, which is kind of very similar words.
1: You know, it, it's very similar, and, and it's appropriate that we sing the Gloria every time we go to Mass because the Gloria, of course, comes from the first Christmas, from yeah. Luke chapter 2, you know, the, the, the glory of the Lord you know, uh, appearing... Yeah, the choirs uh, of the angels. ...the an angel, choirs of angels, really, the heavenly host appearing to the shepherds in the, you know, in the fields and telling them about the birth of the Christ. And really, each Mass is a new Christmas. Christ comes to Earth physically in the Eucharist. And, and so that's appropriate. But I'll tell you what, Pedro, more people are far concerned about the change that's in the Apostles' Creed as we oh, go yes. to a more uh, literal translation from the official Okay, Latin so and
0: here you have actually two. You have the Nicene Creed and the Apostles' Creed. Mm-hmm. So... That's because both are still being used, but but we're at least I know here in Canada we're going to encourage to be used to, to use the Nicene Creed more often, and it's a different Nicene Creed.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we will see the um, the Nicene Creed used most often at Mass. We're going to come online with really the way other countries are doing it. We're one of the one of the few exceptions where we usually say the Apostles' Creed yeah. on Sundays, but with the new Apostles' Creed, um, the words you know, Jesus descended to the dead. Uh, that's going to change to he descended into hell. Mm-hmm. And that is, you know, something that <laughs> people are certainly getting their knickers, you know, and not all about and, and wondering, did Jesus go to the hell of damnation? Is that what this is all about? And, and of course, the answer is no. Um, it's really a problem with language, you know. Um, the, the English word hell, you know, used to have a much wider meaning and connotation than it does now. It used to refer to the realm of all the dead, you know. Uh, the righteous dead, and, you know, the place where the evil dead went, you know, the hell of damnation. And um, when Jesus descended to hell, as the Catechism explains, you know he didn't go to the hell of damnation, didn't go to destroy it or get rid of that. It still exists, obviously. Where he went was the place referred to in Old Testament times as Abraham's side, or a place of paradise. And I guess you could say that was the holding tank, if you will, for the saints of the Mm -hmm. Old Testament time, Mm -hmm. because Christ did not yet open up the gates of heaven for them. And, uh, Jesus talked about this in his parable of the rich man and Lazarus. And, yeah. and that's where he went, you know, uh, to Abraham's side to free those righteous dead and, and, and give them. Uh, the beatific vision of God.
0: Yeah, no, this is all good. I mean, so it's very clearly laid out. It's easy for people to follow, to understand the reason that We we have been telling everybody that this is a great opportunity for liturgical catechism. But I have a question. Do you, I mean, do you in, expect that people are going to be sitting at Mass with their iPhone or their iPad or their Android and kind of staring at their mobile device during Mass? <laughs> Isn't that kind of weird? Well,
1: it, it's funny because uh, our own parish priest um, here at St. Justin Martyr has told people, hey, download the app, use it, you know, to learn the new Mass. I will not think that you're texting during Mass. So oh, good. You know, oh, that's good. So, uh, you know there, there was a time, I guess, when, you know, when we transferred from, you know, scrolls to other types of... Um, yeah, yeah, yeah you know, uh, containers for, for, for the written word, whether it be books, or, you know, I mean, that was probably an adjustment, and we're certainly moving to into an electronic age, and I don't think the book will ever be replaced by any means, but, no. you know, if people are uncomfortable, you know, looking at their their screen during that, of course, they can use this app to prepare for math and to, to learn the new translation, yeah. and, you know, one of the things we want people to do, Pedro, is not just memorize a bunch of responses and sadly many people are looking at the new translation that way They'll say you know once I once I memorize these like like an actor memorizes his lines I'll, I'll be good for the next 40 years well we want to take a step back and learn what the mass is really all about this is the mm-hmm. perfect opportunity to do that
0: mm-hmm. now if people want to get it is it easily accessible iTunes
1: yeah all they have to do is just go to the App Store uh, on their device and it's also available through iTunes um, of course it's in the android market now as well yeah. uh, and my website thefaithexplained.com uh, has a lot more information on how you can download it and some articles that were okay, written about great. it and uh, yeah, lots more fun stuff
0: yeah it's good and we're going to put that link on our website so thank you very much C- Cale um, this has been good great tool I know uh, I, I'm not going to be using it until you put it on the Blackberry but my son with his, <laughs> iPod, his iPod he's using it so thank you oh, very much well, that's, is, that's great to know I met good. your
1: son and uh, I'm really happy that he's using that thank him for me And thank you for having me on. I really appreciate
0: it, All right, great. Thank you. So, Cale Clark, he's a lay pastoral assistant at St. Justin Martyr Parish in Unionville, Ontario. He's also the director of the Faith Explained Seminars. And you can check out his work at thefaithexplained.com. Here now is Critical Mass with Walk You Home from their album, Body Language. Just
2: to tell you that I love you Isn't what you need to hear right now Words only last as long as we are talking But you've drifted away somehow Know that I am always with you Never too far, too far away When you don't know who you are anymore That's when you'll hear me say Let me walk you home I will pick your favorite flower, let me walk you home, I will show you that you're beautiful. Walk you home, I will hold you close to me so you can hear my heartbeat. Let me walk you home Let me walk you home Let me walk you home
0: That was Critical Mass with their song, Walk You Home, from their album, Body Language. Since Critical Mass was regrouped in 2004, their album, Grasping for Hope in the Darkness, won Best Rock Album, honors at the Covenant Awards. In 2006, the group received the United Catholic Music and Video Association's Unity Award for International Group of the Year. In 2007, their worship album Celebrate was nominated for six Unity Awards. In 2009, they released their last album, Body Language, a themed album based on Pope John Paul II's theology of the body. It's fair to say that Critical Mass is the leading Catholic rock band in Canada. Um, and it's always a pleasure to have uh, band founder and frontman David Wong with us on Salt and Light Radio. David, welcome back.
3: Oh, thanks very much for the invitation. It's always a pleasure to be on your show. Yeah, it's fun
0: to chat. Um, you were also, I didn't put this in the intro, but you were music columnist for the Catholic Register for 15 years?
3: Oh, yeah, for 15 years. Uh, many, many columns. Uh, did some awesome interviews. Yeah. I uh, just I just loved that gig. It just recently ended. Yes. Uh, and I decided to Put the column online.
0: Yeah, so and there, uh, in a way, at first I thought, "Oh, that's too bad." But then I thought, "There's so much more you can do with the column being online."
3: Oh, for sure. I mean, I feel like over the years, uh, it was interesting because when I started the column, it was really about Christian music, uh-huh. right? So, right. And, and really, that was all there was, other than maybe John Michael Talbot, right, and a few other people. Who are sort of, you know, uh, just starting to to get noticed.
0: <laughs> who are also Christian. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but you know, it was just so it was so good uh, in recent years to be able to you know start to focus on people like uh, Matt Marr, right. uh Chris Bray, Chris Bray. I mean, both Canadians too as well, yeah. which yeah. is just fabulous. Uh, and just a whole stable of new Catholic artists, you mm-hmm. know, uh, and it's it's just been really exciting. So when it when it was uh, going to be over, I felt a little sad. But then I thought, you know, there's things I can do online. So the, the uh, website is actually up already. It's uh, catholicrock.org, Catholic rock. dot org uh-huh. uh, dot O-R-G. Yep. And uh, there's already a couple of columns up there. But what I can do is I can actually directly link yeah. the artist's songs yeah, and it's great. videos. It's just a totally different experience. You know, instead of having to read about someone and go okay now I gotta go
0: find them somewhere. exactly just you click. can just go yeah. click <laughs> nice nice <laughs> now uh, uh, yeah, but are you essentially doing the same thing you review albums you talk about new artists or you want to actually are you shifting the focus to to sort of more introduce new artists that kind of thing or I, both I think
3: it's gonna be very much the same um, You know, I am going to have a little bit of, uh, you know, recent, uh, you know, Christian music from evangelicals, um, Uh but uh, the focus is going to be more on Catholic artists, uh, interviews, uh, you know, interesting websites. That's the other thing I'd like to do. You know, any media websites that I'd like to, you know, highlight. Uh, Those are all things I can now do online.
0: Okay, so if people are looking for... Uh, good Christian music they want to get for themselves or buy their kids or whatever, they can go to catholicrock.org and see what your picks are, what you you think.
3: That's right, yeah, and I'm also archiving all my old articles, too, as well, so okay, slowly, basically, everything that was on the Catholic Register will appear on this site, so I'm really excited about
0: it. And Now, I guess because it's your, your own website, you're not limited to to a, a publication schedule, so are you p- hoping to post stuff weekly or every day or whenever you can? Or? Yeah,
3: I, just whenever I feel the urge to, to, to write and... Okay. Uh, you know, so yeah, I, I suspect before I was on a monthly schedule and now I think it's going to be a little bit more, uh, you know, uh, more often than that. So I'm really looking forward to, you know, with, with Christmas coming out, for example, before it was always very rushed uh, because of the publication deadlines. Now I can actually spend some time and, you know, put out articles as I have music come in, which is mm-hmm. really nice.
0: So people still send you uh, albums to review? Yes. Are still receiving... Uh... Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Yeah. good, good. Um, I was just going to ask you, and this is a bit of a a gear shift here, but we were just speaking with uh, uh, a group called Fraternas that helps young men grow up to be, young boys grow up to be virtuous men. And it just occurred to me that you're a father of nine. How many of them are boys?
3: (laughs) Four, four boys, five girls.
0: So how are you? And your oldest boy is, is how old?
3: Oh, he's just starting university right now. Right,
0: so so he's now a young man. Yeah. And it just occurred to me: how did you kind of navigate that whole thing about helping your boys uh, to be- become men?
3: <laughs> well, it's uh... sorry, change
0: of topic, but it's it's pertinent because because boys are very different than girls. Haven't you found that? <laughs>
3: Yeah, all these wacko uh, psychologists who think it's all environment—they're—they're they're nuts. <laughs> they are definitely differences. Um, yeah, no, uh, we we homeschooled our kids. Okay. Um, so that we tried to give them a solid basis in the faith, but we also tried not to isolate them. So our kids were always in—you uh, know—they were always into sports. Uh, we let them explore music. We always had lots of Christian music, obviously around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know, we also—you know—we would ask them to discern. Uh-huh. Right, we wouldn't say don't listen to this, don't watch this. We we just tried to discuss and ask them to discern. And and I have to say, I'm I'm my my oldest son uh, Yo, uh-huh. uh, his English name is Joseph, but we go he goes by Yo. Uh, he's turned out to be a fine young man. He's uh, he
0: just uh, went to World Youth Day, right? He, was, he just went just to World
3: Youth Day, and uh, and actually it was interesting for the last. Uh, the last evening, he opened up his room. He had one of the bigger rooms, and they had a little uh, informal catech- catechetical session oh, in his room. But it was like very frank. It was talking about you know, they talked about dating, morality, nice. purity, sexuality, nice. and, and he led the whole thing. And I nice. thought, you know, that. That's wow. cool. My daughter is also in university as well, right. so uh, it was, it's cool to see them growing did
0: up. You, did you do, as a dad, did you do anything that was special with your boys, like guys night or anything, or did you always sort of keep activities?
3: Well, I, uh, we were focused on sports. I'm, I'm a soccer player. <laughs> I love playing soccer. Co- I still coach soccer. Yeah. I've coached almost all of my kids. And uh, they've all played, you know, uh, the majority of them when they're older have played high-level soccer. Uh, my daughter, Yi, won the Ontario Championship last year. Right. And so we've just been very sports-oriented, and, and I think there's lots of life lessons you can learn. It's not just only about, you know, making sure that they're catechized and studying right. math yeah. and arithmetic. Uh, yeah, for they sure. They learn a lot through sports.
0: Wow. I've, I've, anyway, sorry for that kind of shift of topic there. Um, your other daughter, Mags. Yeah, who's now uh, seventeen? of
3: promoting Catholic artists? Yeah, exactly. Website, she's uh, she released a Christmas album last year. She's actually yes. a very good singer. She's much better than I am. She and, is and brilliant. I think she was on your show. Right? She
0: was on the show, and, and if our listeners remember, last year around Christmas time, we played uh, songs from her. I think it's called the Christmas album, right?
3: Uh, Dreaming of Christmas. Dreaming yeah. of
0: Christmas. Sorry, which is nominated for a. Uh, uh, um, Covenant Covenant Award, Award.
3: yeah, Canadian Gospel Music Association. Yeah, that's great. That's great.
0: And it's an excellent album. People should should look it up. If you know, uh, anyway, whatever. But so you must be very proud.
3: Yeah, I know, and, uh, you know, she's pleased as can be. Uh, we're going to fly down to Calgary, actually. Oh, and, good. You know, I'm under no illusions. Uh, she's up against the Toronto Mass Choir, you know. Ah, which, they're they, not very good. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so she's thrilled. She's hoping to be able to meet Matt Mars. They're going to be down there. Chris Bray is going to be down nice. there. Nice, so yeah, Chris she's is She's hoping to meet to them too, and, know. you know, just have some good Catholic artists who are good role models for her, you know.
0: Wow. So uh, how old is she now?
3: She's just turned 16, so, uh, okay, so she, she released the album when she was 15. And and now she's in the studio, actually, recording new material. And uh, Andrew Horrocks, our producer, yeah. is... Uh, you know he's extremely excited more excited than the critical mass stuff which
0: disappoints <laughs> me <laughs> she no you know what she's great she's exciting and her style is so, so you, you don't see she's doing her own project right now she's not working critical mass is not thinking of doing you know critical mags no in <laughs> fact
3: uh she's writing her own songs nice and uh, you know it's tough for me because i've mentored a lot of catholic artists and 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 helped a lot of catholic artists but with her, she really wanted to do this on her own. So basically, I drive her to the studio, drop her off, and yeah, drop her off, and then uh, you know I, I get to hear what it sounds like, and it's it's, it's fresh. It has it doesn't sound yeah. anything like yeah. anything I would write. She's I got know. a style all over her yeah, own. Yeah,
0: it's it's wonderful. So you're also in the studio recording some new stuff, aren't you?
3: Yeah, I'm I'm quite excited. It's been uh, Critical Mass has been around for 15 years. Yeah. Uh, so we thought at this point, uh, we didn't want to do a hits because <laughs> it sounds pretentious and, and no. then you could argue that we really didn't have hits per se, but we're going to call it 15 uh-huh. and, uh, we're going to have 15 songs from the various albums. Uh, we're re-recording some of the stuff that was on our demo album, Faith Looks Up, oh, which goes okay. way back. Yeah. Uh, there's Good going to be album. one new song called, um Just War, which we're trying to, uh, not take sides, but just kind of, you know, Aquinas' Principle of Just War and, mm-hmm. and put it into song. Uh, that's going to probably be the heaviest song Critical Mass will ever put out. Hmm. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so it's uh, it's going to be fun. Uh, and uh, we're planning to put it out probably just uh, just after Christmas.
0: Oh, good. Okay, so then we can have you back on the show so we can play some of those tracks here first. Deal? Absolutely. Deal? Okay, nice. Okay, i got to let you go. But it's been good chatting with you. Uh, Glad that uh, we reconnected just before this album comes out. And I'm so proud of Mags. Let her know that I'm, like, cheering for her. Okay. And uh, thank you.
3: Thanks very much.
0: Okay, so David Wong, he's the founder, frontman, lead singer of the uh, 15-year-old band Critical Mass. Um, You can find uh, more about Critical Mass at catholicrock.com and you can read his uh, columns his blog at catholicrock.org and, and I guess we've been talking about Mags um, she recorded a song when she was I guess 15 years old was last year um, so here she is now Mags Wong with uh, a song titled Not Changing
4: How can such a beautiful sky have the world underneath Again, the fertile ground thriving to being crushed down the grass do in the morning because the building's blocking for seeing the sun rising when will it end the self keep taking the rich keep on earning the poor keep on starving the world keeps denying the dim state in the care not quit trying christians are the why are things not changing just stop don't keep on moving the heartless hardly hear it but god is crying just stop to think, I'm in it. Is there no solution to end this violence? Where on will it end? The selfish keep taking, the rich keep on earning, the poor keep on starving, the world keeps denying. The never say when they can't quit trying. The Christians are praying, the why? Things not changing. The selfish keep taking, the rich keep on earning, the poor keep on starving, the world keeps denying. The never say when they can't quit trying. Christians are free the
0: Welcome to Salt and Light Radio, Part 2. I'm Pedro Guevara Mann. The Catholic Digest is the most popular Catholic magazine in North America. They've been in circulation since 1936, and they're great. I've been a subscriber for 20 years, and I love how every story is meaningful, no matter what it's about, whether it's about a saint or someone doing missionary work or an article for divorced Catholics or single parents a recipe, even the jokes. It's a great magazine, and they've been bringing the church into people's homes now for 75 years, offering meaningful ways to connect faith with everyday life. And for a long time now, I've wanted to do something about The Catholic Digest, and what a better opportunity than to celebrate their anniversary. And so I am now joined by Managing Editor, Julie Raddy. Julie, welcome to Salt and Light Radio.
5: Thank you so much, Pedro. I'm very happy to be here.
0: Yes. So, if you can tell us uh, briefly, how did the Catholic... 1936, how did the Catholic Digest get started?
5: Well, the magazine was founded in St. Paul, Minnesota in 1936 by Father Louis Gales. Uh-huh. He was a diocesan priest who ran the local catechetical guild. And he had this idea for a magazine that would pull in the best articles from the Catholic press and other sources all in one magazine. And so he really built the magazine completely from the ground up. He sent out a message about his idea to the 2,000 names he had on his list for the Catechetical Guild and said, what do you think of this idea? Would you subscribe? And he got a positive response, and so he recruited two fellow diocesan priests to run the magazine with him, and they started it right there from the ground up. And the magazine continued for many years in Minnesota until 2001. Uh-huh. And at that point, it was purchased by Bayard, which is an international yes. publishing ministry of yeah. the Assumptionist religious yep. order. Yep. And since then, we've been based out of Connecticut, and we're very happy to be celebrating our 75th anniversary know, this it's year.
0: It's amazing. Now, I don't know what the climate in terms of the church in the United States would have been in, 19, in the 1930s, but it, the, the, it has changed. What sort of challenges are, is the, the Catholic Digest facing now um, with kind of getting out into, are you having a hard time finding new subscribers, or do you have that kind of reliable source of people who are, like me, your faithful subscribers?
5: Well, we're certainly always very grateful for our loyal subscribers like you, Pedro. So we certainly do rely on them, but we can't rely completely on our loyal current subscribers. We always need to be reaching out to new people. Yeah. Uh, of all different generations, and that's certainly an ongoing challenge in the publishing industry for every publication, secular or religious, and certainly Catholics are no exception to that. So we're currently seeking new ways to do that, and in fact, uh, I have some exciting news to share, that for our March 2012 issue, we're actually doing a relaunch of Mm -hmm. the magazine, the magazine has changed a lot over the years, and we're continuing to find new ways to make it fresh and exciting. Right. So we're going to be having a, a slightly larger size, some new content, and we're actually going to have some new leadership with Danielle Bean, who's a well-known Catholic writer right. and editor, yes. coming on as a new editor-in-chief for the magazine. So it's right. going to be lots of new things going on, and we're hoping that that will both be uh wonderful new things for our current subscribers and might also bring in some new readers as well or people who haven't looked at the Catholic Digest in many years and would love to take a look at what we're doing now.
0: Yeah, that's great. And we're hoping that uh, just before that March issue, maybe we can have Danielle on this show and we can talk about uh, some of the specifics of that relaunch. Um, Your online presence now, I presume, (laughs) I was going to say it has changed since 1936, but (laughs) it wasn't there (laughs) in 1936. Um, How much more of what you do now because of uh, how media has changed is more online than it is, that it is uh, you know about this little magazine that goes out.
5: Well, it's certainly become more important. And even since I've come to the magazine nearly 10 years ago, I've certainly seen us grow and change a lot and add a lot more emphasis on the website. Mm-hmm. Certainly, we can't rely on people to come to the church or to come to our magazine. We need to be reaching out to them and yeah. find them where they are. And, of course, many of them are online. They're on mm-hmm. social networking. They're looking for the answers to questions about their faith on Google or other web sort, uh, websites. Yeah. So we really need to be out there um, as part of the new evangelization, putting ourselves out there and making ourselves available for people who might be looking for the kinds of resources that we can offer.
0: Yeah, No. and if I can just point out, it's an excellent website. Um, Catholic, well, thank you. Yeah, no, it is. It's a great resource, CatholicDigest.com. Um, now, you said you joined 10 years ago. Why, if I can say, you're not that old, what, what drew you to work for the Catholic Digest?
5: Well, I've always been interested in writing, and my faith has always been a very important part of my life. I spent many years at Catholic school, and I grew up in a Catholic family where faith was an important part of life and so I had actually seen an ad for Catholic Digest after graduating from college. There was an ad for an assistant editor, Uh and the job looked like a lot of fun. It was a chance to do some writing, to do some editing, to try something new, and also to do something that would really make an impact and could really help people with their faith, and also help me grow in mine as I worked on the magazine. So I joined the team in the fall of 2002, and been
0: there ever since it's yeah. been a wonderful experience and you do wear you do wear many hats I, I know every once in a while i see you know julie wrote this article um it, you you write a lot of the some of the pilgrimage ones So you've had a chance to travel um, you've had a, you you write a lot of the ones the articles that have to do with mission work or, or mission organizations and the work that they're doing overseas what would be maybe one great story or feature that you've worked on that it's like wow this is why i'm here
5: Oh, boy, it's hard to choose. There are so many, you know, but um, one of the stories that I did recently was actually about Brother Andre.
0: Yes. Which I'm sure
5: is very familiar to many of uh, yes, your I listeners out there. Yes, I know you came to Montreal, there. yes. And um, it was a really wonderful experience to go to the oratory and see how big an impact Brother Andre had, not only on the people who knew him in the past, and that legacy is still ongoing, But the people of the present, even people who never met him, were so affected by his story and his humility and what a wonderful person he was. And to go to the oratory and and see people coming there to to pray, to ask for healing, whether it's physical or emotional, and to talk to some of the people of the area, um, one of the people who actually helped guide us around during our visit, one of his relatives actually uh-huh. had been healed through Brother Andre. And so it was really a wonderful way to get close to someone who was such a holy person, but also such a, a humble person. And to be able to then come back and share that with our readers and hear their response was really wonderful. so yeah. There have been many great opportunities, and that was one recently that was yeah. really
0: That's a great. good example. We worked on a film, uh, I don't know if you know about Brother Andre, and uh, similar experience everyone we met was like they knew somebody who knew somebody whose relative or someone had been healed or it, it's it's amazing how he was able to reach so many people in uh, in 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 his during his life um I, I maybe as a last question if people are maybe struggling with you know why should i subscribe to this magazine or why should i get cuz there are other publications that are owned by by bayard um What would you say to them? How would you kind of recommend to them that they should have a look at Catholic Digest or any other Catholic magazine?
4: Well, I think that
5: one of the things that we stress and always have stressed here at Catholic Digest is that faith isn't just about going to church on Sunday. It's about every aspect of your life, from how you relate to your family to how you cope at work to how you interact with people in your community. To what kinds of media you take in and how you respond to it and how you engage with the culture out there. And all of these things are so tied up with our faith. And sometimes we, we want some encouragement or we want some help navigating all these things. And we want to learn more and grow more in our faith. You know, Catholicism is uniquely joyful but it can also be uniquely challenging. And mm-hmm. we really want to be a supportive and encouraging community for Catholics, whether they're New to the faith, whether they've spent their credo Catholics, whether they're trying to learn more about the faith, struggling with their faith, no matter what place they're at, we really want to be a welcoming community for them to mm-hmm. help them find other people to talk to to say, I've been there, uh, this is what's helped me. And so we really try to do that through stories and through how to articles and yeah. the lighter side of our faith, too. So we try to provide resources. And tools for Catholics to live out their faith in every aspect of their daily lives. Yeah. And we really feel that it can be a, a great resource to help people feel proud of their faith, to find joy in their faith, to grow in their faith and get closer to God, and to find a community to be part of.
0: Yeah, you know what? It's so true. And can I just say, I, I, I seriously, I don't even know how I ended up subscribing to the Catholic Digest, but it's the only, and I've subscribed to other magazines in the past, but it's the only magazine that I actually read cover to cover. And sometimes I'll see the title of an article and be like, eh, I'm not interested in that. And then I read the first paragraph and it's like, oh, and then I end up reading the <laughs> whole thing. So whatever you guys are doing, keep doing it because it's great. Um, if you haven't had the anniversary party yet, have a piece of cake for me. Um, Will do. Please. It, it's keep, keep it up um, and uh, stay in touch because uh, we're in this together.
5: Great. And if uh, any of your listeners out there are interested, we're actually having a special Christmas sale right now for subscriptions. And readers can go to catholicdigest.com forward slash, slash Christmas for a special price, or they can call 1-800-678-2836.
0: Okay, great. So that's a good, uh, good opportunity, Christmas, not just to get a subscription for yourself, but if you're wondering what to get that loved one in your you know, family or someone, Get them a gift subscription because I think you also get a discount for that. So thank you, Julie. It's been a great pleasure uh, meeting you and talking to you today.
5: You too, Pedro. Thanks very
0: much. Julie Ratty is the managing editor of the Catholic Digest. You can find out all that you need to know about them at CatholicDigest.com. And again, that phone number, if you want to call for a subscription, is 800 678 2836. Here now is Tim Margiotta with God Must Have a Guitar from his new album. Make a Venture.
6: I'm here staring at my two kids Wondering what else can I do To entertain them For a while. With one that's just arrived Got the other looking Jealous and spiteful So I grab my old guitar As she grabs a dirty sock And puts it in All the chaos is undone for a while Though they're driving me insane They just taught me something God must have a good time For those days When his children are going crazy God must have a good time. That he Loves us just the way we are. God must have a good time when those little faces stare at me. There's nothing I won't do or sing for my kids. It's true. I'll shout di da and whoa oh oh. I'll laugh di da and ho 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 till I'm blue in the face Now he's waking from a nap And she's pulling out the trash That I just threw out Though the whole house is a mess I can't help but think I'm blessed by it all Though they're driving me insane They just don't have a guitar for those days when his children are going crazy God must have a guitar And breathe a sigh, and with patient love begin to smile. Cause it takes us the way we are. Gamas out the guitar.
0: That was Tim Margiata with his song, God Must Have a Guitar. Now, I love learning about new artists, and I'm always amazed at how many talented and God and church-loving singers and songwriters there are out there. Now, if you're in New Jersey and you've heard of Bold Youth Ministry, you may have heard of Tim Margiata. And if you're familiar with Fiat Ventures, you may have heard of Tim Margiata. But I've just learned about him because he's recorded his first album, and it's a really good album. He has this unique narrative style of songwriting that's it's very day-to-day. It, it kind of allows the listeners the opportunity to, to really reflect on different aspects of everyday life and everyday faith, which I, I really like that because I think that that's what our faith is. It's kind of the mundaneness. I don't mean that it's mundane writing, but it kind of deals with sort of those day-to-day things. Um, so I'm very happy to have Tim Margiatta joining us now on Salt and Light Radio. Tim, welcome.
7: Welcome. Thank you very much.
0: So this is your first album, but clearly you've been singing and writing songs for a while. So what did, what were you doing before?
7: Yeah, well, I guess I started learning a bunch of different instruments through school. You know, piano, trumpet, and uh was singing in chorus. And, and when I picked up the guitar, um, you know, just learning some, some rock beats and, and things. And and then I was asked to start playing for, for a youth group. And as I got, got towards the end of high school, I was asked to start... Leading a, a teen mass, a youth, a youth mass, a life teen mass. Okay. And that was where I, I started to get into contemporary Christian music, and and that opened the door for me to write my own stuff.
0: Okay, so this was around the time that you were involved with Bold. It was exactly
7: that... my first year at Bold. Um, you know, at Saint Vincent's, that's where where I began with this life teen mass. Okay. And the year uh, two thousand was when I wrote my first song.
0: And just for people who maybe are listening, are kind of hearing this for the first time. So Bold is that Bold one of the life teen? Uh, group?
7: Um, both, both stands for Becoming Our Lord's Disciples, uh-huh. and, and that's the name of the youth group at St. Vincent de okay, Paul. Okay, so that was uh, specific to that parish. Paris. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, and we have a team mass there.
0: Okay, good. Are you still involved in that same mass in parish? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
7: It's my ninth year, actually. Wow. Uh, we just started last week with, uh, with uh, a, you know, a, a contemporary group. I, I involve a lot of teens in, in the music group, and uh, it's my ninth year leading it.
0: Okay, I was very intrigued by this whole Fiat Ventures because, of course, at first I thought Fiat the car, but of course, Fiat <laughs> no. Mary's Fiat. Yeah, and we,
7: and we don't drive Fiat. <laughs> no, no,
0: you don't. don't. So, what is Fiat Ventures?
7: Sure. Fiat Ventures, actually, um, for people to be doing um, ministry work, involved with retreats, uh, a great friend of mine, a youth minister, now works for the church, Jonathan Camiolo, uh, he really started running all these retreats, confirmation retreats, that are, are done around New Jersey and another good buddy, Jeff Beer, um, we all ended up just doing ministry and, and using our gifts of music and, and media and anything else that, that we were involved in to just bring teens and youth to Christ. And so Fiat Ventures was started three years ago officially, but we've been doing it probably for nine years, and we run confirmation retreats and youth retreats and, and concerts around mainly New Jersey and the East Coast.
0: Right. Now, were you, uh, I'm assuming you're an Italian background, did you grow up in a Catholic household? Yeah,
7: I did. I did. Both of my parents uh, were firm, you know, Catholic Christians and um, really can't say enough of of what they gave me as a a young kid. And and they moved to this area of New Jersey where I'm at to put me in a school, Coinninia Academy, which is a, a private Catholic school and. And really my education there, my formation, and just uh, the character and, and experiences that I had in, in youth groups and at school, uh, and, and my parents and family. I'm one of four, five kids, nice. so I, I had some brothers and sisters to, to help with my spiritual uh, journey, if you will. Yeah. Um, you know, all of that was, was huge in, in, in really bringing Christ to my heart.
0: So, and I, and I presume huge in moving you to do what you're doing now.
7: Exactly. Completely influential. I mean, I think I thank God for my parents, friends, every everything that that led me into, um, you know, picking up the guitar to to where I'm at right now, where I'm, I'm teaching and, and I've got my bands and, and we just released this album and you know leading music for for teens and and helping out in, with various youth groups and uh, and then having a wonderful wife and, and family, obviously that is nice, yeah, supporting of me and living it with me.
0: Of course. Now, just a note for anyone that might be tuning in at this time: you're listening to Salt and Light Radio. I'm Pedro Guevara, man. We're speaking with our featured artist this week, Tim Margiada. Now, Tim, this is... I keep saying it's, it's a new album, but of course it's a new album. It's your first album, your first recording. Yeah. Uh, um, what, tell us a little bit about the album. What's, what's unique about it?
7: Sure. Um, it's really... I mean, the Lord has his story because... I met the the overall music supervisor for for this project is a Catholic artist and producer Rick Elias. Yeah. Rick was a, an original member of the Ragamuffins band with Rich Mullins. And yeah, yeah. I yeah. met him at, at a Catholic underground in New York City with the Franciscan Friars yeah. about eight years ago. Uh huh. Um, I was there with a priest friend, Father Mike Jolie, and and we just became friends. And, you know, we met at that night and we kept in touch over the years. And some some doors started opening, and I I'd always wanted to start recording some of the songs I had written. I really wrote very few songs They're, as you said their are narrative their are experiences I had or, yeah. or a specific moment. and so I was building this collection of songs and I, and I reached out to Rick who, who lives in around Nashville, Tennessee, and asked him if he would kind of supervise the whole project and and he agreed to and so working with him and, and my local producer Jeff beer um we we really spent about a year and a half recording both in New Jersey and in Nashville, and then we flew out last summer. And spent a week in Nashville to just finalize, you know, and worked in the mixing studio, and then it went to to get mastered and, and passed through a couple engineers' hands, and and it was last November that it was, it was actually finished, completed, and we had a, a great release concert.
0: Yeah, nice. And,
7: and that's how it came about. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, there, are, I, I think of music for there's different purposes. I mean, some songs are great to listen to. Some songs are. Certainly good for liturgy. Others, what, what do you think is, 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 is kind of the purpose of your music? What, is, what, what do you think is the hope? What is your hope for yeah. your music?
7: You know, I, I almost struggled with that exact question because I, I kept asking the Lord, Lord, what, how does my music fit? Because I get asked to write a theme song for a retreat, for a and I, I remember writing, it was one of my first songs, and it was just a total fail because <laughs> it, was, it was too performance-driven. Right. It was. It was a story, and I'm trying to have these kids sing along with me. Yeah, and and I was always, you know, questioning Lord, how does this fit in? Because I'm leading at mass and retreats, and and my music doesn't fit in here. Right, and and I started to find that that it really is the, the best, you know, opportunity that that people find to listen to my music is when we do an event and we're able to put the lyrics up, and people are able to just kind of have a conversation with me. And, and I share the, the backstory to the to the song and I find that I just engage I connect so personally with people in the audience and with listeners. Um because they're songs that, that are they're deep. They're not you know, your your light songs that it's kind of background music. Um I'll play coffee houses but, but the shows that really I, I feel the Lord move and, and I really enjoy is when it's it's let's get to some real stuff and it's it's everyday things but it, but they're very real things. And so it's yeah. it's music that it's kind of a story and a journey, and I've I've been told and people have told me it, it's helped them to to really move forward in certain areas with the Lord. Um, yeah. So definitely, you know, you have praise and worship music, you have liturgy music, and 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 my album, each song has a very different topic that it kind of brings the listener through, and so it definitely has a unique spot, and I'm kind of curious to see. How the Lord is going to continue that? Yeah, unfold. it's
0: it's like it's like it's the kind of music that I, in a way, it's like oh I hate this because I actually have to listen to the lyrics. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> I have to pay attention. It's like wow, like and, and, and it's it's it's, uh, it's image driven. Like you're singing about stuff, and I could see it in my head. So that's when I was saying that it's like it's like all these everyday things. It's like I can really relate to what you're singing. Right, because it's so visual. Anyway, I don't know. That's just my take. Um, right.
7: No, ex- exactly.
0: Uh, any, any. Uh, yeah, I know that the album just came out. You're probably still kind of getting it out there and marketing, uh, yeah. all that fun stuff. But anything new in the works for you?
7: The yeah, second album. So, you know, we we had to uh, to put a bunch of things on hold for for a number of months because unfortunately I had a family member, my mom, that was very sick, right. and, and so we kind of, you know, did some some events, but but put some initiatives on hold, and and for the upcoming year. We definitely re- reconnected with you know Catholic underground. It is one of the Franciscan friars. Yeah. they have in Connecticut and New York, and um, there's some chapters starting in New Jersey. So we'll be we'll be kind of making the scene in, in that arena, um, and definitely I've, I've been in touch with just different you know radio and, and and television backing tracks, whatever you know. However, anyone can use the songs, and you know Youth Groups we're actually doing a lot of events. Um, not only with youth groups, but with confirmation programs, right? Um, where, we'll, where we'll come in and do a, a concert event, but kind of, you know, just speak with the, the kids and and hopefully leave a CD with with each of them so that they can go home and, and listen to it, and you know, try to bring not only some great music, but a but a message of just an amazing God that that cares about their lives.
0: Well, that's important work. Um, uh, yeah, so I guess if people are interested in in uh, you know they've heard a few of your songs here today and they want to find out more about you, they can go to your website, com. That's T-I-M-M-A-R-G-I-O-T-T-A.com. We're going to put that on our website as well, org slash radio. But people can also find you on iTunes, the album, uh, Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, Make a Venture. You're also on uh, MySpace, I found. Yeah, MySpace, and and there's a a
7: Facebook page that we're going to be doing some some cool contests and events coming up in the
0: fall. Yeah, so Tim Margiata, you can find him on Facebook, on MySpace, the album's on iTunes. Um, Bring him to your youth group. Bring him to your confirmation retreat. Uh, uh, Yeah, you're doing good work, man, so keep it up. It's great meeting you. Great having you on the show. uh, Yeah, Stay in touch, because, you know, we'll bring you back.
7: (laughs) Definitely will. It was my pleasure to be here with you, and and I really appreciate all the work you guys are doing. You'll definitely be in in my purse.
0: Thank you. You too. So Tim Margiotta, here now he is with uh, another song from his album Make A Venture. The song is titled Gambler.
6: There is a question that most people ask themselves sometimes. What is the purpose of my life? Well, in order to answer this, and in order to help you realize, listen up. First up. in different ways but when you reach that finish line and you see what you left behind will you want to receive your placing every day of every week brings a chance to become stronger or weaker the choice is yours just do not forget that what you do each day determines how the story.